Good evening, everybody. It's time to begin our service this evening. Tonight we'll have one song, and then David will have announcements. Uh, two more songs, and I believe Drew has our de devotional this evening, right? Okay. Our first song tonight is number 932, Holy Ground. If you would, let's stand for this song, please. I said it fast enough, Jeremy. You didn't have to sit down. <laughs> 932, Holy Ground. Good evening, church family. A couple announcements um, before we have our devotional. Um, as a reminder that this coming Sunday, February 12th, Life Group 1, that's Rick Keister's Life Group, um, will be meeting after services Sunday uh, evening. No, some morning, sorry, Sunday morning. Uh, Taco Bar will be... Uh, uh, serve for lunch, so do encourage all Life Group 1 uh, to participate in that. And also, uh, that same next Sunday, after Sunday evening services, there will be a high school and middle school devotional at my house. Um, also, February the 13th will be the marriage seminar. If you're wanting some more information on that, there's a postcard out there in the foyer table. Uh, please grab one of those, um, hand it to a friend or a neighbor. Um, co-worker, but uh, should be a great um, uh, event. Um, the guest speaker, he's from, oh my goodness, Parkersburg, not Parkersburg, um, Beckley. He's from Beckley, so he's, uh, he'll be speaking. So, <clears throat> Also, there's a sign-up sheet on the foyer board as well for CYC snacks. Um, we're still needing some snacks for that, um, some drinks and some uh, my favorite oatmeal cream pies. Um, not forget those. So, but uh, if you can sign up for that, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, also, Life Group Three. Uh, that's um, that's Jeremy's Life Group. Uh, we'll have a game night 
on the 19th Sunday um, after 6 p.m. service. There will be no school on Monday, um, so we're going to do it that Sunday night, so it should be a lot of fun. Uh, bring some money for, us, uh, for pizza, um, so everybody's in invited to come to that. That's game night uh, on Sunday, um, February the 19th. Um, updates on our prayer list. Remember, continue to keep Jim Wilgus in your prayers as well. Okay. Uh, keep Terry Leap in your prayers as well, and Jennifer Baker and Amber Spitzer in your prayers as they deal with their cancer and the cancer treatments that they're going through, and keep their families in your prayers as well. And Mer, continue to keep Rod Dunphy in your prayers as well. Uh, he, he had surgery last Friday, so keep him in your prayers as he recovers at home. Um, and keep Angie in your prayers as well while she takes care of him. Um, yes. Um, when did he go missing? February 3rd. Oh, sorry to hear that. Um, anybody else have anything? Let's go to God in prayer at this time. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so blessed and thankful to be here this, this evening, Lord, to learn more about you, to be able to apply your word to our everyday lives, Lord. Lord, we ask you this time to continue to be with our elders here, Lord. Just continue to be with them spiritually, Lord. Be with them as they gain knowledge and wisdom, Lord. And as they share that wisdom and knowledge with us, Lord, we ask you to continue to be with our deacons and the work that they do here. Lord, we ask you to be with their families. Lord, we ask you to continue to be with our sick. <clears throat> be with Jim and Terry and Jennifer and Amber, Lord, as they go through their, their cancer treatments, Lord. We be with the doctors who are taking care of them and the family members who are taking care of them, Lord. Lord, most of all, Lord, we thank you so much that you sent your son to die on the cross for us, Lord, and we pray that whatever we do today, what we do tomorrow and the rest of this week, that we do for you, Lord, to, to increase your kingdom, Lord, that, that we'll let your light shine within our community, Lord. Lord, continue to be with us now. Forgive us, Lord, when we do fall short. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Amen. Our next song this evening is number 977. 977, The Battle Belongs to the Lord. And heavenly armor will
our next song is number 756. 756, when we all get to heaven. After this, we'll have our devotional this evening, our lesson this evening. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus in his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Song of invitation, be number 103, 103, come to Jesus. So Chris asked me to do this last week, so it was kind of last minute, so if it's not really good, then you can get on him for it. So. I'm, used to, I'm used to just teaching a lot and not uh, preaching, so there's a big difference. I'm used to like question and answer type things. So maybe bear with me for a while. All right, so tonight we're going to do, we're going to talk about the path to sin. A lot of times we know about sin and what that looks like, but we don't always talk about how we get there. Okay, so we're going to look into that tonight a little bit. Um, so we're going to look at David a little bit. And if you want to turn to 2 Samuel 11, we're going to start there. So as you're getting there, the two things we really know about David are David and Goliath. And then his run-in with Bathsheba. So we're going to look at the second one tonight. <clears throat> and it starts out, we're going to read verse 1 through 5 to start. <clears throat> and it says, In the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. It happened late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and he was walking on the roof of the king's house. And then he saw from the roof a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful. And David sent and inquired about the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, and wife of Uriah the Hittite? 
So David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and, lay, and, and he lay with her. <clears throat> now she had been purifying herself from her uncleanliness. Then she returned to her house, and the woman conceived, and she sent and told David, I am pregnant. So we, we read this, and we see David um, laying with a married woman. Um, he, then he kills her husband, and then he attempts to cover, cover his tracks. Um, and I start to think a lot of times we tend to do that same thing, not that drastic sometimes, but we, we sin, right? And then we, a lot of times, we try to rationalize our behavior, and then ultimately, if it gets too deep, then we try to cover our tracks, and that's kind of what he, do, he did as well. Um, but I bet, just like, like I do, I think sometimes, like, and I'm sure David thought, like, how did I get to this point, right? So we're going to take a little closer look and go back to verse 1. And it says, In the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, and, but David remained in Jerusalem. So where, where was David? And um, we can see this is the path to sin, right? So he's, the, the act of sin starts long before it actually happens. So David placed himself somewhere he shouldn't have been, right? And he sh- where he should have been at battle, right? And that, I, think, I think that's why the beginning of that is so, so direct. Like when kings go out to battle and then that's not where David was. So he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I think most sin in our own lives are no different. Uh, most sin starts where you're not supposed to be and not doing what you're supposed to be doing. No matter what that is, little or big, um, that's how it starts. And oftentimes when we should be in the midst of a battle in our lo- own lives between like good and evil, right and wrong, we find our still, ourselves safely staying at home, just like David did. And um, if we look at James, he kind of talks about this, this process as well. And he talks about it in like five stages. So if you want to go to James 1, we're going to look at verses 14 and 15. <clears throat> James 1, 14 through 15, it said, But each person is tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. And a, a friend of mine um, kind of put this in a perspective for me. It's an acronym, and it's not a very good acronym, but it's an easy one to remember, which is LSD. It's not a, not a, good, not a good, again, it's not a good acronym. But so it's lust leads to sin, and then sin leads to death. So you have LSD, lust, sin, and death. So in 14 and 15, so sin begins with the desire um, I know we think of lust as a di- different type, but really it's any type of desire that we have. Um, and then once that desire, that evil desire is conceived, then that's when sin starts. The sin's born. And then if it grows, ultimately it leads to what? It leads to death. Um, sometimes physically, but ultimately spiritually. So you see, sin can start the moment we do anything that we shouldn't. The, the, the moment we get... Uh, maybe attention from a co-worker of the opposite sex. Um, sometimes when we uh, maybe pick up our cell phone when no one's around, um, maybe when something simple is joining a conversation um, where you know you stayed too long in and you shouldn't have, and then you take part in talking in it. Um, 
But ultimately, when we place ourselves in a situation to sin, a lot of times the flesh in us will just fail over and over. And um, I said, I heard a, a preacher a long time ago. Um, he was speaking, and it was like a smaller setting. In the, and um, someone said, man, I wish I, I wish I was like you. You know, I wish I could be like you. And he said, I don't forget it. I was real little when I heard it. He said, I'm glad you don't know me deeply. That's what he said. And um, so we look, we look at churches and we look at people in church. And I think a lot of times that's why no one wants to come to a church building because everybody there seems like they have it all together. And, and the reality is that no one does. Um, so I think, I think the more that we're able to notice that and help other people, that that's a lot of times how we get more people here. So, lastly, we're going to look at the second part of David's path to sin. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through it quickly because I know we know the story a lot. <clears throat> but David tries to get Uriah to go home, right, and be with his wife. So he's trying to cover up his own tracks here. And um, then, he's, then he gets mad, you know, because he won't do it. He's like a good soldier. And he's like, you know, how can I do this? And David's like, ah. So David gets desperate. And a lot of times when we get desperate, then we try to, we try to cover our tracks, right? Then after that plan fails, David puts Uriah in the front where he knows he's going to die, in the front line of, of the battle. So how often, think about that, how often are we willing to put someone else into our situation or try to wrap them in our sin just to, so we don't look as bad? A lot of times we do that. Um, how often, <clears throat> when confronted with sin in our life, do we tend to shift that blame to someone else you know I've, I've these are things i've said before like well you if you would have just done this then maybe i wouldn't have acted this way or um you know we just try to justify it when all along if we would have just placed ourselves somewhere where we should have been instead of where we shouldn't have been and not doing what we're supposed to do and if we were just we're doing what we were supposed to be doing um i had a friend that um when he would date ladies in school and then after school, that he would never, he would, if they would take a girl on a date, he would only go somewhere where he was surrounded with other people. And that, that was a, in, that's the same type of situation. He would, he didn't want to put himself in a situation where he knew I'm, I might fail, right? So he'd, they'd go out to eat or go hang out as a group somewhere to get to know somebody. And that's kind of the opposite of what David did. So um, never think you're above the grasp of Satan. I remember as a kid, I remember thinking, like, there's no way that, you know, if Satan tempts me with this, that I'll, you know, I'll easily just brush that aside. Never think that because so, no one's too good to, to fall. So the takeaway um, from David's pathway to sin is David... God considered David a man after God's own heart, right? And you think, how? And, and the answer is because he repents, right? So a man after God's own heart, and this is a, this is a good thing to, to remember, a man after God's own heart is not a perfect man, right? A man after God's own heart is not a perfect man, but he is a changed man. So when we become Christians, oftentimes we think we're done, you know, we get people that are that come and are baptized, and we're like, "Yeah, right." But that's that's dangerous to to do that. Um, 
without talking and counting the cost of what, what it actually involves to be a Christian and the, the work it takes. It's easy to become a Christian. It's not as easy to, to live it as a Christian. Um, so really, what direction are you going tonight? You know, are you going out to battle you know, the way um, David should have been, or are we being comfy back in the comfort of our home? So as we, you know, if you're here tonight and, and need to repent on things, there's people here that you can talk to if you're, um, you know, if you, if you need to know God for the first time, there's people that can help you with that too. So, um, oh no, do we, do we sing after this again? So, all right, well, we're going to sing now. That's it. <laughs> Count the Jesus, he will save you, so you've been baptized found prayer. Our Father in heaven, we're thankful tonight for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We're thankful for the message delivered tonight by Drew. We pray that we take this message to our hearts and apply it to our lives. Be with us tonight, Lord, as we dismiss to our classes and help us to listen to your word and, and take your word to our hearts and and anyone that we come in contact, help us to share your word with them. We pray for those tonight that couldn't be here, that are sick and have other problems in life, Lord. We, we pray for them and the many names that we have on our list and our, our minds at this time. We ask you, Lord, to be with those that have lost loved ones. No matter how much time has passed, Lord, we know it's, it's still difficult for those that that have losses, and we ask you to just be with them and comfort them too, Lord. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.